0: Have you ever had a one-night stand? <laughs> Absolutely. I actually got through it without laughing. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's goes a, without saying. That's uh, that's uh, that's dozens of yeses right there. <laughs>
1: This just in, oh no, I was just going to say Alexander Ovechkin just scored 701 on the parking lot going out to his car today, but again, I do want to send congratulations as we welcome you to this 467th episode of Unscripted, our Freeform Friday edition of our program. I did want to make mention again, because it's such an unbelievable accomplishment that earlier today, here on Saturday... I believe it's the 21st, 22nd of February. I get my days screwed up so bad it's unbelievable. But here on the 22nd of February, um, all-world, all-star, Stanley Cup winner Alexander Ovechkin scored his 700th career goal goal earlier today in the Capitals' 4-3 loss to the New Jersey Devils. That really makes no difference because the Devils suck and it doesn't matter, but... Uh, Ovechkin gets to number 700, and he's now 194 goals behind the great one. Wayne Gretzky for the all-time leader in National Hockey League history in goals scored, and Chris and I are both of the belief at 34 years of age uh, that Ovi will get there before his career is over. As again, we welcome you to this 467th episode of Unscripted. As I sit here in Babylon, Chris is on to our Twitter account to look at things that people are talking about. Chris will find some interesting things. We'll talk about it and uh, go on to the next topic. It's a great way to end the week of another good week of shows here on Unscripted. And having said all that, I hand the control of the microphone over to the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Fluke.
0: Thanks, Mike. Okay, so we're going to start with Chris Long at joel One. What kind of beer is good for Saturday morning back spasms? And I I, I want to take, uh, I, I want to make this somewhat serious because, w- I mean, let's say somebody's okay with drinking Guinness. I don't think they're necessarily going to want it first thing in the morning. If you had to, you know, get up, have your, it's a nice Saturday morning. Maybe it's summer. Maybe you can uh, go sit outside or on a patio or something. What's like a good early morning, relaxing, smooth, lighter beer maybe? Hmm. I mean, you probably like your Bud Light Platinum all the time. I love my
1: Bud Light Platinum all the time, so um, I, you know, it's funny, I I was conversing today on our Patreon page with our buddy Ryan, and uh, we're going to try, your two, my two, and and, uh, Ryan and Nicole uh, are going to try to get together when, uh, next time those two are in from Saskatchewan, and I look forward to that. Uh, maybe I'll suggest once I get my house fixed, which is a week away now, maybe we'll have a big barbecue at my house uh, mm-hmm. off the back patio, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, we are both of agreement that pill is not our choice of beers. Oh, good. And uh, Ryan made it very clear to me that uh, he agreed with me about not liking pill. And he's more of a Ryan vodka guy. And uh, he had said that, he's a little bit concerned about doing a drunken episode of Unscripted because he has no filter, especially when he drinks. And I'm like going, well, oh, neither of, neither one of us are from the CRTC or the FCC, don't, so don't worry about it. I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, a good early morning beer. Well, I haven't had a good early morning beer since my days in Las Vegas, and that was just a continuation from the night before because, as you've heard me say many times on Unscripted, the best way to avoid a hangover is to stay drunk. Um, so... Um I like uh Miller Lite. Uh I really like here you know and again I'm not a huge beer drinker anymore, but I always like to have a couple just to get the palate ready for the vodka, the scotch or the rye I'm going to be drinking later that night. God, I sound like I'm an alcoholic. Um but that uh Michelob Ultra mm. with only 98 or 67 or some really small amount of calories is a light beer which would be a good one for the saturday morning wake up
0: I, think. Oh, I see okay i would i would take a rattler i take it like a steagle rattler like half grapefruit juice half uh beer oh, yeah it's a nice yeah you know, but
1: you're so much smarter and oh, more yeah. advanced than i am oh
0: you well i have very little beer experience compared to you or ryan i think so
1: well that's true but um you know you just put a nice spin on things A oh, rattler yeah, yeah. sounds a lot better at eight thirty in the morning oh. than, a, than a butt than a uh than a Michelob Ultra for sure.
0: It's like 2.5% beer. You have to take, it takes a while to get uh, drunk on that. And maybe that's why Bud Light Platinum would be good because (laughs) Bud Light Platinum
1: would start your morning off at 6%. So...
0: Well, what we can do if we, if we, don't worry, Ryan, if we record the episode drunk, I'll edit it sober. So right, it's, there you go. So there you go. There we go. Okay, so this So one... if we're
1: giving up any trade secrets or anything like that, Chris will get rid of them.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay, so the takeout at the takeout inspired this anyway. What are your favorite ice cream flavors?
1: Um, I love ice cream. Uh, the problem is, being from Wisconsin, that I think as I get older, I'm having a little bit more trouble with ice cream these days. Um, and I can't do the fake stuff. I can't do. Oh yeah. No, no, it has to be no. real. It's got to be real 100%. ice cream, 100%. 100%. Um, yes. I like, uh, I still like vanilla, but my favorites, I think would have to be chocolate chip ice cream. I like that a lot. I like maple nut ice cream a lot. Um, that's, you know, really about it. Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I think really that's, that's, pretty much about it. I think like the chocolate chip ice cream and I like maple nut and, um, I kind of like that Rocky road stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but those, I think those, and, and again, um, vanilla is always good cause, cause vanilla. I like to put, um, my daughters are both very good bakers and they like to make little brownies and I like to put the brownies on top of vanilla ice cream too. So I'd say, uh, Chocolate chip, maple nut, Rocky Road, and vanilla.
0: I see. Yeah, my mom always likes to make fun of me. Like, I'll go out and there'll be a million flavors and I'll get the vanilla. Like, I just, I love vanilla ice cream. But I also like, and I also like any sort of beige ice cream. Rum and butter, rum and raisin, oh. maple walnut. Well, that's what uh, I can. Maple and
1: walnut is what I consider maple nut.
0: Yeah, or yeah. butter pecan, like any any of those, yeah. any of those beige ones, I call okay. them. You know, French yeah. vanilla, like any of those. Those are my those are my favorite kinds of okay. ice cream for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I used yeah. to like strawberry a lot. Oh, Okay, not no more. My wife likes bubble gum, which is like I the last thing I would ever have. The like the blue bubble gum. Yeah, like the blue ice cream, and it leaves sometimes you even have pieces of gum in it and i'm like why really? would you want gum in it like it's like when homer simpson is like no one ever listens to my ideas and he's got that thing that tin that says nuts and gum together at last and it's like it reminds me of that and i'm like oh who has gum in their stuff i like, never heard of bubble gum so oh, it's, it's like this neon really? blue. It's uh, like no, okay. no. Yeah. okay all right this should be fun for uh mike jansen here for sure so uh jack at jackamus fl uh, so what this is, is it's like a never have I ever game. So I'm going to list 20 things here and we're going to, we're going to give Mike a score here. So I'm going to ask if you've done something, you say yes or no. And then every time you say no, you get a point. So you, you get a point for everyone you have not done. Okay. Okay. So just, I'll say, I'll say something, tell me yes or no, if you've done it or not. Okay. Yep. Have you ever skipped school? Yes. Broken a bone? Yes. Fired a gun?
1: Yes, I've been in the military. Yeah,
0: Done drugs. Yes. <laughs> been in a limo. Yes. Mike Jansen, it's a quarter of the way done. He's got zero points so far, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Okay, have you ever gotten a tattoo?
1: Nope, got my first oh, point. Oh, there
0: you go, there you go. Okay, uh, ridden a horse. No. Oh, okay. Never two. ridden a horse. Okay, that's two. All right, great. And uh, let's go with, uh, have you ever sung karaoke? yes. I'm very good at it too. Well, here's an easy one for Mike. Have you ever gotten a ticket?
1: <laughs> wow. I probably got one getting over here today. Yeah. Yes. I like to drive fast. Okay. I have a problem
0: there. Yes. Have you ever been arrested? Yes. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever gone zip lining?
1: Yes, I went um, really? years ago, um they used to have this zip line down on the Fremont Street Experience oh, they in still Vegas. Do. Yeah. And that's where I did it. Oh, you did that for, one. How was it? I was awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. To see the Fremont Street experience from up there it was really outstanding. And uh, the funny thing was I went with my oldest daughter, Olivia. She's uh, 20. She's going back to Kamloops, it looks like. and uh, and um, But she did it when she was about – she was just at the – there's a weight limit. Yeah, yeah. And, and she was just at the weight limit, and she got stuck halfway through. Uh, because oh, she, you how do they get her down? Well, they have a guy that, that sits mm. there and makes sure everybody gets across. So they went out and, and brought her in. But uh, no, I have ziplined over the Fremont Street experience in Vegas, oh, and it okay. was awesome.
0: Because we're staying, uh, so we're going to uh, Vegas June 8th to 12th. And the first two nights, we're going to stay at the plaza right at the very end yep. of Fremont. And we're, and we, I'm trying I think we're getting a, I'm going to try and make sure we get one. Not only that has a balcony there, but it's like right in the middle and is facing the strip and kind of, we're looking right down, kind of the opposite way of yep. which way the zipline goes. And so uh, we'll have that. And then of course, we're, they're doing two nights there. And then of course, two nights at the Cosmo. Got to. Of course, because OJ's band. Um, <laughs> okay. That's important to know. Yeah. Okay, well, we know that. And Mike- hopefully, uh, uh,
1: sorry, but hopefully, uh, our favorite San Jose Shark won't be there that <laughs> yeah, night yeah, too. Him,
0: him too, yeah. All right. Uh, well, we know you've been on the radio a lot. Have you ever been on TV? No, really, I have not. really. Nope. Oh, interesting.
1: Nope, never been on TV. Okay. Well, uh, hold on.
0: You must have been. Well, maybe not. Your you would have like, my my
1: uh, face wasn't on TV, face, but I'd right. done a
0: lot of voice work. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, oh, geez. I've done a lot of voice work for television
1: commercials back in the day. I'm
0: going to say no, because you yourself didn't like appear on television, which is a visual medium. So I'm going to say no. My voice has appeared
1: on a a lot of different television commercials.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. Have you ever been on a cruise? Yes. Love them. Yeah. I like them too. I, I sleep, I get reverse seasick. Oh, really? I feel like a million bucks on a boat. Really, Like, you know, people are like, they're well, seasick and they feel like, okay. I am the exact opposite. I feel amazing. I sleep amazing. I just feel fantastic on a boat.
1: You know, that's funny. I have no problem on a boat, but you know, you can always take those little side trips on those little, um, catamarans, catamarans. I get sicker than a dog on those catamarans. Oh, really? I can't, can't do the catamarans. Oh, One time okay. we were in the Eastern Caribbean and there were a bunch of us. We had all met at dinner. The night before, you know, you have the group dinners and this was on Holland America. And here's a free plug for Holland America. If you want, in my opinion, there's a lot of good cruise lines out there. There's a couple crappy ones too. But if you ever really want a really good experience on a boat, Holland America was really good. We've been on two or three cruises with Holland America and they've been awesome every time. This group, we met at dinner the first night and we were inseparable and they did a marketing campaign about our group. Because there were 12 of us in this group, and we did everything together the rest of the week that we were there. And this whole group went on this catamaran because the whole idea was to go drink your face off. You know, it was free beer, so go drink your face off on this catamaran and then go to a party on this island. But there were three of the 12 of us, and I was one of the three, that my head was hanging over the side of the catamaran the whole whole boat trip. But as soon as we got back on solid land, I was fine but getting back to the big big ship again problem again so uh, no i i uh i i sleep like a baby on a on the, on the boat itself but the catamaran uh uh-uh, uh away oh, from okay. that
0: yeah i i'm looking forward to going on a cruise martina gets uh, really <laughs> like, like sick with motion and that so she's going to try and figure out stuff and we'll go on a cruise at some point but cuz i've just been on so in uh, they were work trips, actually, my cruises I went on. Oh, really? Yeah, they were like reward for like being a top guy in Canada type thing with selling phones. But so I was on an Alaskan cruise in '09, which is great because there's 40 of us young people because the rest of the cruise is the Lawrence Welk show. Like, right. I mean, it's It's like vic-
1: it's like Victoria, British Columbia. Yeah, it's like the, the uh, nearly The uh, you know? newly wed or nearly dead.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then in 2011, we went on a Caribbean cruise to uh saint thomas saint martin and we hit all uh, those uh yeah. bahamas yep right yeah and yep. so yeah that was great too i i loved it so yeah great okay have you ever gotten a piercing no god no okay good absolutely not have you ever smoked
1: yes uh in the military um especially in my time in saudi arabia because oh. you don't have liquor you don't have women you don't have any of the vices and um yeah, I smoked a little bit, but uh, I quickly gave it up, and I haven't had a cigarette since
0: 1993. Okay, that's good. All right. Um, well, this one's easy. Have you ever met a celebrity? You've met lots of celebrities. Absolutely. Yeah. Interviewed a lot of them, too. Have you met many that have nothing to do with sports?
1: Uh, no, not really. Um, I met, I think I told you this, I met uh, the Dice Man. Okay, um, on Venice Beach, yeah, yeah, years and years and years ago, so that well, that would count, uh, but most of the most of the celebrities I have met have been from the world of sports because when you go to Super Bowls and mm-hmm. you go to all the different venues that I used to go to in the day that um yeah, obviously, I met
0: some celebrities, okay, have you ever been skydiving? No.
1: Oh, did you ever uh, have to? Like, I had
0: to as part of the military. Did well, you but to?
1: I, I, I. But what is it when you jump out? It's not skydiving. It's just parachuting That's, out of out of a helicopter. How far? Oh, quite a ways. That's
0: eh, well. It's, and I have you're um, jumping out of a out of a of an aircraft with a parachute. That's skydiving. Right.
1: I've done that, and I have. um what is it uh, when they put your legs together and you jump? Uh, I bungee jumped. Bungee jumped. Okay, yeah, okay. I bungee jumped in Texas okay. years ago. I
0: would say that. Well, that's yes. Yeah, you jumped out of a out of a moving aircraft with a parachute on. Yeah, that's, that's skydiving. Yeah. Have you ever had a one night stand? <laughs> absolutely. I actually got through without laughing. Absolutely. Have you ever skinny dipped?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And okay. Well, twenty is the dumbest question I've ever asked my Jansen. Have you ever been drunk? <laughs>
1: Does today count? Uh, Yes, I have been drunk. Okay, what's
0: your score? I've got four no's. That's it? Yep. Holy moly. Okay, we'll do mine. I probably have tons of no's. I probably have more no's than most people, to be honest. All right, hold on. I'm going to keep track here for you. Okay. Yeses and no's. Yeah, just for the no's. Okay. So, have you ever skipped school? So, this one... Co- like in college, probably, but in college is kind of weird because you kind of don't really have to go to all the classes and you just have to do the test kind of. stuff. Uh, in grade school, I never skipped school ever. Be- really? Well, my mom was the secretary at my high school.
1: Well, here's the, here's the thing for me: the only time I I had a mother at my junior high as an English teacher. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then I had Jack. At my high school, as a football coach, I had to skip school to get some sanity. Yeah, that's I weird. had my parents twenty four seven from grade seven to grade well, Jack, yeah, grade seven to grade twelve. I had parents. Oh, dear. and I mean, I had to skip school.
0: Jesus I see. Christ. No, my mom was like, yeah. It's just, so you're going to say no on I'm to gonna skip I'm going to say no, which yeah. almost no one can say, but yeah uh have you ever broke oh sorry i guess my score would be high if i'm saying the nose alone, right because i'm gonna yeah. point for each no
1: yeah so i had four no's yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, okay
0: i'm gonna have lots of no's okay lots. then you're gonna win i'm gonna mm. have at least oh yeah you, 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 dude you were in the military like right there that like eliminated me so um have you ever broken a bone no even in wrestling i never really even like i learned to bump my uh on a on a, like a martial arts, like a boxing ring, like not made for falling on. It's like falling on the ground. Like it was hard on my back. It was way too hard on my back. And even with all that, I've never broken a bone. I've been very fortunate. I mean, and I even, you know, in Mexico on the Cozumel and those stupid scooters, I destroyed my left knee, like, you know, completely, completely wrecked it. And, uh, even then didn't break a bone. So I've never broken a bone. Have you ever... Uh, oh, and I'm sorry, did I did I miss this one for you? You've did, got... Okay, go ahead. Well, I, I'm two for two, but... Right. Did I ask you... Have you ever fired a gun? Did I ask you that one? Yeah. Oh, I did ask yeah, you yeah. that one. Okay. Oh, I have. Um, I, I never have. No. Nope,
1: no. No on the gun. Okay.
0: Have you ever done drugs? No. No. Nope. I have not.
1: Okay.
0: Have you ever been in a limo? Yes. Lots of times. Right. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever gotten a tattoo? No, I have not. Good. I have no interest in... I As I like to say, I would not get a tattoo... Even if they were free, painless, and removable, right? I I, did, I just have I think zero I think
1: that disgr- this disgraces your body.
0: I just have yeah, well yeah. You don't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Have you ever ridden a horse? Yes, I have. As a kid, I did a couple times. Okay. Have you ever sung karaoke? Yes, I have, because I like to do that in front of people. It's fun. Yeah. You ever gotten a ticket? Yes, not not for a long time, but I used to get them all the time. So that's still a yes. So okay. I, I'm on a few yeses in a row here. Yep. Have you ever been arrested? No, I haven't. Okay. Gone zip lining? Uh, No, I haven't. No on the zip lining. Okay. Have you ever been on TV? Uh, Yes. I mean, my second year of broadcasting was TV. I don't know if any of it aired anywhere, but actually, but when two years ago with the Humboldt bus crash, when mm-hmm. I, I did do that interview for that station in Lethbridge, I was on my webcam upstairs right. here, and so I did appear on TV there for so sure. So you got so. a
1: why for that
0: one. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. Been on a cruise, yes, love them. Have you ever gotten a piercing? Fuck no. Nope. Have you ever smoked? No, I've never smoked anything, period. I don't, I, the thought of inhaling smoke on purpose, just, I hate it. Right. I just, I don't care what's in the smoke. I just, the thought of inhaling smoke on purpose has never made sense to me whatsoever. Have you ever met a celebrity? Uh, yes, I know I have. Like, well, I'm, you've met Penn and Teller. Oh, I, I, I met Penn Jillette for you've sure.
1: You've met uh, what's the Weird I, Al Yankovic? Uh,
0: I know I didn't meet. I've been to his shows a couple of times. I never Oh, you never met him? Met him? Okay. No, uh, I've met. Uh, I met Daniel Negranu just to say hi briefly, and some other poker players like Doyle Brunson. But yeah, I mean, I have it. Actually, it was funny that there actually at the 2008 World Series, Gus Hansen, one of the most famous poker players in the world, was trying to get back in, and they were the security wasn't letting him in without a, a, a lanyard and a pass around his neck. And I had an extra one, and I literally just walked up, and I'm like, "It's." And the security doesn't know anything about poker; they don't right. know who these guys are. And I'm like, "It's it's Gus Hansen." I took my extra one, I put it around his neck, and he yeah, took a picture with me and stuff. Yeah, well, they had to. I gave well, him. Sure. I gave him uh, my friend Justin's, but right. anyway, so yeah, but so yeah, I've met a celebrity, yes. Been skydiving? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Had a one night stand? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's goes a, without saying. That's uh, that's uh, that's dozens of yeses right there. And uh, skinny dipped <sighs> when I went to my buddy Ryan's wedding in Jamaica in 2016. I was. We were really drunk. I think I might have. That's kind of. I a, think we got to give a
1: why for that. Yeah, okay.
0: I mean, that one might be that much no, hesitation. But, yeah. Eh, whatever He's been going. out in the raw before. Yeah, and yes, I've been drunk. So what have I got for a score? Hold then? On. I must yes. have nine or ten.
1: Four, five, six, seven,
0: eight, nine, ten. Yeses. Ten, and you could almost make eleven. So a good half of them. So I guess that means I'm fairly boring, but I'm pretty happy about it. So I'm. I'm so what happy. does
1: four say? You need to be in rehab.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, means, that means you've lived a good life, sir. Uh, that means you've lived a good life. Nothing yeah. to be ashamed of there. No, you're you're good. Okay, uh, that's a
1: nice way of saying rehab.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I say no, no, no. Uh, okay, so a couple things about your buddy Giannis here. Uh, you can talk about both of these things. So one thing was, it was funny, he said that, well, I'll give you the first one. You can comment on that, and I'll give you the second one. So he said, and this is from Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report, this one. He said that uh, for the All-Star game, his team's strategy late in the game was to go at whoever James Harden was guarding. Right, the, absolutely. The and, and, that's why,
1: and that's why when they were drafting or they were choosing teams, if you will, LeBron and Giannis were choosing teams. This is where it started because James Harden came up And Giannis says, I want somebody that'll pass the ball. Obviously, Giannis (laughs) doesn't really respect James Harden's game. And as you remember from last week, we were talking about uh, the halfway point, as they were at the All-Star game, even though it's way past the halfway point of this current NBA season. I didn't have James Harden as one of my MVP candidates. I had LeBron, I had Giannis, and I had Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks for the simple fact That the three of the guys that I have on as potential MVPs, they play defense. James Harden does not. I'm sorry, but that's the truth.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then PM Sports News at PM Sports News. And I know this is a year away and I don't think this guy is going anywhere, but uh, they are claiming that the Toronto Raptors are front runners for signing away Giannis in a year.
1: In the last week, just around the All-Star game, I've heard the Los Angeles Lakers, Giannis is number 1 on their list for the summer of 20 summer of 21 next year because Giannis still has after this year one year left on his contract in Milwaukee. He can sign the Supermax extension which would be $258 million this summer with Milwaukee after July 1st. But it's the summer of 2021 is when he if he hasn't re-signed with the Bucs, he is in fair game to anybody in the NBA. In the last week, I've heard um, the Los Angeles Lakers, I've heard the Toronto Raptors, and I've heard the New York Knicks. Well, I can rule out the New York Knicks right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, so can I.
1: Nobody's going to play for the Knicks as long as Jimmy owns the team. I think Toronto is a possibility, and I think a real possibility might be Los Angeles if LeBron is still around. I think Giannis would like the opportunity to play with LeBron. But the thing that Giannis has been consistent about for the last two years already, since they're starting to worry about the summer of 2021, is that Giannis has said as long as Milwaukee keeps winning, and right now they're playing at an 88% clip, that's pretty damn good. They won Thursday night to improve their record to 47 and 8. They play tonight against the Sixers in Milwaukee. Milwaukee has. Uh, their magic number to clinch a playoff spot here on the 22nd of February is two. So um, I think if Milwaukee keeps winning, I don't think there's anywhere anywhere else that Giannis would really rather play. Giannis seems to me to be a loyal kind of guy. He has said that as much. And uh, obviously, I watch this with great interest because here's the thing. It has really been fun the last couple of years for the Milwaukee Bucks to be relevant. And if Giannis leaves, they'll be a playoff team, but they won't be a championship-winning team. And uh, it's been fun to watch Milwaukee be forty-seven and eight at the All-Star break. And um, again, if if uh, I think at the minimum this year the Bucks have to make the NBA Finals, I think that they do that. Um, and if they win. The whole shooting match this year, and remember, as I said in our last episode, four sixty six. Watch out for the Golden State Warriors. This is the year for the Bucks to do it. I think they have to do it. This yeah,
0: year. they have to be all in this year for sure. It's going to get a lot tough for the next, you know, bunch you of years. Yeah, you betcha. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the Lakers, what do you think about them waving DeMarcus Cousins?
1: Um, I think twofold here. First of all. <clears throat> If the, if the uh, Los Angeles Lakers hadn't taken the chance on bringing in Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard has, has, has seen his career revived this year. All they're asking Dwight Howard to do is set picks and rebounds, and he's doing that very, very well. He's checked his ego at the door, which was always hard for Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard believes, going back to 2012, that Dwight Howard was the best player in the NBA, which is bullshit. Sorry. Bullshit. His first run in L.A. was a joke. He went to Houston. That was a joke. You forget that this is Dwight Howard's fifth team in the last three years. He's been a cancer in some other different places. But the difference is this time in L.A., LeBron is there to make sure that he keeps his ass in line. I think that, but to answer your question, if they didn't or hadn't have acquired Uh, Howard before the start of the season and it didn't work out as beautifully as it had I'd be a little bit more disappointed I think Boogie Cousins will be back next year with somebody else it could still be the Lakers who knows but I think for the purposes of this season I think it was the right thing to do because they needed a roster spot and they're bringing in Markeith, Markeith Morris from Detroit and that's going to help the Lakers for this season. So in that vein, I think it's the right move. You can't expect Boogie, Boogie Cousins to contribute this year to the Lakers after blowing out his knee in August uh, in Las Vegas working out. So for the Lakers this year, I think it was a good move.
0: Okay, I wanted to show you this video that's going viral about a new way that this guy eats spaghetti. So let me show you this here. So just take a look at this.
1: What in the hell is this guy doing?
0: So this guy (laughs) is
1: scooping up spaghetti and then taking a scissors.
0: Yeah. So he takes it. He eats it. He takes a bunch of it with his fork and scoops it up with his right hand. And then he's got scissors in his left hand, snips off the bottom and throws it in his mouth. And he keeps doing it.
1: That's lazy is what that is. (laughs) Um, part of, of eating spaghetti is the, is the twirling part and getting a little dirty and getting a little, you know, um, <laughs> that's taken half the fun out of it in my estimation. Um, I guess it's creative, but, uh, I, I, yeah, it's I mesmerizing. Yeah, I keep it watching it. <laughs> it is, it is weird to sit here and watch a guy cut cooked pasta spaghetti that's got the sauce and everything. And, and he just eats it and then, and, or, it rolls it up. it up and then basically cuts it and then eats it. I, I've never seen that, and uh, I uh, I wouldn't be comfortable doing that.
0: I, it makes me want to try it, but I'm not sure what I think. But yeah. anyway, all right. Uh, speaking of someone caught with a pile of stuff, Adam Schefter at Adam Schefter, Brown's offensive tackle, Greg <laughs> Robinson, is alleged to have 157 pounds of weed, Uh, uh, several large duffel bags in the rear cargo area. He was caught in El Paso, Texas. Uh, It gives a whole new meaning to making a run for the border. (laughs) And Greg Robinson, second overall pick, if you remember. And it's a good thing the Rams that year had the 13th pick so they could take Aaron Donald. Imagine now taking Greg Robinson over Aaron Donald. Uh, I, I think I might be more used to an NFL's team than Uh, Greg Robinson at this point he's just terrible a complete bust and uh, couldn't have been worse really at anything I can't believe that Cleveland actually had him on the field as a starter this year Uh, I I think that his career is probably over anyway and maybe that's why he was making post career plans here but uh, if it wasn't before it really is now Uh, what does it even look like that's like when when I worked at Earl's when I started there 20 years ago The kitchen guys. If you were a new guy in the kitchen, they would send you on stupid errands that made no sense, just to like you play pranks (laughs) on the new guys. Yeah. Yeah, So one of the things they would do is they would they would say to a new guy, they'd be like, "Oh, hey man, uh, we're getting a bit low. Could you just run over to Safeway and grab fifty pounds of puffed wheat?" And (laughs) you know, you know, (laughs) like it's just (laughs) ridiculous, right? But. 157 pounds of wheat. I don't even know what that looks like. Well, but-
1: I, I don't know what it looks like, but I do know that I, because I read this story this week and I, I thought right away that this guy's career is over because he's going to be looking at 20 years in federal prison for trafficking. Um, he was trying to get from Los Angeles to New Orleans oh, okay. is what he was trying to do. And he's going on highway 10. I've been on highway 10 many times. Highway 10 goes from Los Angeles to Jacksonville, Florida. Does it go through Vegas? No, no, no. This is south. Oh, like this goes through Phoenix. Oh, okay. Goes through Phoenix, L.A. to Phoenix to El Paso to San Antonio to Houston and ends up in Jacksonville on the oh, east coast. Wow. coast. So it to coast. is border to border. Wow. Um. He was trying to get from Los Angeles to New Orleans. They believed, and I, I hope I got the number right. I believe I heard this correct that that 157 pounds of weed came to a street value of almost seven million dollars. Wow. And this guy is looking at 20 years. And here's the, uh, here's the thing. His little running partner was a starting wide receiver for the Montreal Alouettes
0: last year. Jaquan Bray? Right.
1: He was a starting wide receiver for the CFL's Montreal Alouettes. And now both of those partners will be running to prison, looks like to me, for the next 20 years. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Robinson was doing some post-career uh, planning because I believe in my heart of hearts that his football career was just about toast.
0: Wow, yeah, what a what a fall from grace if you ever had grace. I don't know. Uh, so Fox Sports MLB at MLB on Fox asked this about baseball, but I just want to you know, baseball doesn't deserve any new teams or anything right now. That's the last thing that should be on their mind. So maybe we can do it for any or all of the big four. So in the big four sports, which cities? Do you think deserve, maybe pick no more than one city per sport, but what city in each sport should uh, or deserves? a new team and obviously i mean in in hockey it's quebec city like yeah, i'm not even going to address que- I'm, I'm
1: not going to address the national <laughs> hockey league because i've yeah. said quebec city for eons and eons and like quebec city yeah. needs a team
0: and baseball doesn't deserve a new team frankly uh, no anywhere. baseball
1: shouldn't be looking at expansion right now baseball should be looking at getting their heads out of their collective asses and and improve the product that they have i'm going to concentrate on the nba and the nfl and the national football league yeah and uh, right off the top of my head, I think the NBA needs to be back in Seattle. Yeah, I No so. question there. I mean, that's a proven NBA market, and it's too bad that they had poor ownership. But in fairness to Clay Bennett, when he moved his team to Oklahoma City how many years ago, they couldn't come up with a new stadium deal. So some of the blame, why the Supersonics aren't in Seattle, has to do with City Council in the city of Seattle. And that's where the, the blame needs to be directed at, in my opinion. For the National Football League, um, I think there probably could be I think in some day, I think there definitely again needs to be a team in San Diego. Um that's a good one, yes. I, I really believe yes. that the, the the San Diego City Council screwed up there as oh, well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um I think A lot of people are not real happy with Alex Spanos right now, the owner of the Chargers, but I got to be honest with you folks. I studied this a lot because I have spent a lot of time in San Diego. I think it's one of the most beautiful cities in the world, as long as you stay north of the Gaslight District. Um, I think San Diego is a National Football League city. I think the fans proved that it was a National Football League city. And don't don't poo-poo Chargers fans because they didn't support the team at that Broken condom of a stadium in Carson, California. That's ridiculous. That was just not NFL quality, not up to NFL standards. And I, if it was, if I was a Charger fan, I wouldn't have gone to that goddamn thing. So, I, I would have to say that somewhere in my life, I'd like to see an NFL team back in San Diego, and I'd like to see an NBA team in Seattle.
0: I completely agree with those. I couldn't have. I can't come up with anything better than that. That's great. Uh, Field Yates at Field Yates. <laughs> I won't even read his tweet, but guess who was just inducted into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame?
1: Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame.
0: Uh, From the NFL, obviously, it's Field Yates.
1: I, I I, I really don't know, but my guess would be Peyton Manning. <laughs> Jeff
0: Fisher. No! <laughs> I should
1: have known by the, by the sarcastic laugh. Oh. Jeff Fisher shouldn't be in anybody's Hall of Fame except the biggest douchebag's Hall
0: of Fame. Uh, um, not a bad mustache. I mean, not quite Tom Selleck, but, you know, you what know, that's about all I can say good about Jeff Fisher.
1: I will say this. He played an under underrated role as a as a backup safety on the 86, the great Chicago Bears team of 1986. He was a backup to Gary Fensick at free safety back then for the Chicago Bears. Um, but I got to tell you, I'm surprised I remember that. Um, my long-term memory seemingly is better than my short-term memory as I reach these ages that I've been reaching, but a prolific, not a prolific, a, he had a good NFL career. He's got a Super Bowl ring, um, from a great team. One of the greatest individual teams, individual season teams in NFL history, I would say. But, uh, any, any goodwill toward Jeff Fisher has been lost when he tried to be a coach. Um, I have no respect for him as a coach. And um unfortunately that's what most people will remember Jeff Fisher by.
0: Yeah, that was I and I know he came within a yard of winning the Super Absolutely. Bowl.
1: And then, you know, here's a question for you then. If if the guy, and I think his name was Kevin Dyson, yeah, and if he isn't stopped by Mike Jones mm-hmm. at the one yard line in that Super Bowl against the then St. Louis Rams, do we look differently at Jeff Fisher because he he would have won a Super Bowl championship? Do we look differently, do we paint a or paint portray him in a different light if Fisher wins that Super Bowl.
0: Well, I mean, he, you know, it was at the year he led them to 13 and three. Yep. And it's its not, the issue was not that Jeff Fisher never had any success. And I mean, then you had, and you had the Music City Miracle too. Well, see,
1: and that's the other thing.
0: They were lucky to even get there. I, exactly, yeah. So with Jeff Fisher, the issue though wasn't that, oh, he was never ever had a good season or been a co- good coach right. ever. That was not the issue. The issue was that he never remotely evolved or changed with the times at all it was still 1995 in 2015 right. like it was like like he didn't change at all it was just be a football guy and kind of see him good and you know draw some x's and o's and let's go out there and try to win it and it was just not good enough
1: i think if jeff fisher would have been a coach in the 60s 70s and early 80s he would have been more successful now than he would than he was as a coach now because oh yeah there were a lot of Let's be honest. There were a lot of barbaric ideas. Oh, and, and there's no game theory there was no or theory, bad shit. But there was no there's no math. there was no multiple wide receivers. There were no slot receivers. There was no shotgun. There was no none of this stuff. A lot of a lot of coaches believed in the old Woody theor- Woody Hayes theory of three yards in a cloud of dust. It's
0: So and conservative, exactly.
1: And that's oh. why I'm saying I think Fisher would have been better served being a coach at oh, that yeah. time versus now with all the analytical stuff and all the different formations and all the different... The the whole changing of the guard. This is now a passing league. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The National Football League is a passing league, and I think that overwhelmed Jeff Fisher to a bit.
0: Well, the two things that really... Just in case anyone thinks that Jeff Fisher were being too hard on him or he was actually good or something. The two things that really revealed why he was so bad were, number one, when he couldn't name... Anybody on the other team besides Tom Brady when on the Patriots, not some right. random team, like the friggin' Patriots, he couldn't name anybody on them. They asked like someone asked him, like, name someone on the Patriots besides Tom Brady. And His answer was, "Oh, I think Danny Woodhead plays for them." And he, Danny Woodhead, had been gone for two years. He had to name one guy besides Brady and got it wrong. Like, I mean, and then you see someone like Sean McVay, a newer coach. They ask him about the Bears, and he He can rattle the whole fifty-three man roster in sixty seconds. He listed the entire starting eleven of the Bears and a quick scouting report on each of the eleven guys. And the ironic thing is, well, I'm no Sean McVay, and I have no football experience at all, other than I, you know, I play fantasy and stuff. I knew all eleven guys on the defense, and I could name them all. Never mind, never mind. If just having to name some fantasy player on the on the Bears, name one player on the Bears or two players, on the, like how easy is that for anyone who watches football whatsoever? The fact he couldn't do that betrayed that he was just a guy, kind of getting by and doing what he'd always done and had no new ideas and frankly to me that's not even good enough for any era not knowing your opponents or doing game film on your opponents at all what era is that except that's not acceptable 50 years ago that's terrible uh, guys watch tape I think 50 years ago I think I scouted the other team 50 years ago it was inexcusably lazy and pathetic and then after he gets fired after way too many chances he's there for all he's there for five years yeah. with a losing record every single year most guys are you get you have two, one or two losing seasons seasons and you're out. He had five before they took him out. And then to be so ungrateful to say, I just want a chance to play the Rams. No, no asshole. And I said this on the show when it happened. No, you don't get to say that in that situation. You say it when, you know, you finished nine and seven in your first season and and they fired you and it wasn't fair. That's when you say that. You don't say it when they gave you more chances than any other human in history. And now you say it. It's the wrong time to say it. The guy is a hack and he shouldn't be there whatsoever. Uh, Real quick, I know we want to get out of here. I did want to quickly mention and lots of places talked about this Ryan Newman who was in the Daytona 500 yes. crash I thought he was dead for sure so did I not just because of how serious the crash looked but because all the reports it was the way it was handled like they had the, sc- the black screens up to c- cover him so you couldn't the media couldn't see and then they had like announcing the press conference and like come down here everything was done as if he was dead yeah everything And all of a sudden, 48 Hours, you see this nice picture with him walking out with his two daughters. That was beautiful. That brought a tear to my eye, actually. yeah, Yeah.
1: I do want to make mention, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about, real quickly, how impressed I am. You know I'm a huge LeBron James fan, but he had a press conference on Tuesday of this last week. Him and uh, Anthony Davis sat down, as they normally do now. And I just want to tell you, this is what makes LeBron James different. LeBron James sat there for that whole press session, and usually I don't give a damn about these things, but I listened to it the other day because LeBron James was able to recount everything by memory of what happened in that fourth quarter of Sunday's All-Star game. And that's why when you hear me talk about vision, That's what makes LeBron James, I don't give a damn how old he is. He will always make him one of the best basketball players ever because his vision of what he sees on the court, but the way that he can compartmentalize and remember what each player on the floor was doing. He was telling us during this press conference that he was directing this guy to do this and this guy to do that and do that through the whole last 12 minutes of that really improbable fourth quarter, of that all-star game. I just had to make mention that this is what separates the superstars from the every everyday players. This is what separates the Connor McDavid's from the Johnny Goudreau's. You know, the ability to remember the ability to just have this unbelievable vision of where the different guys should be on the floor or on the ice or whatever at any point in time. And then to be able verbatim to transcribe for us mere mortals in the, in the, uh, media pool that are sitting here writing this down. And a lot of those idiots don't know what that they're in the midst of greatness. When you hear a LeBron James go and tell you, well, Chris Paul was supposed to do this and, and, uh, whatever guy is supposed to do this. That is what to me differentiates again between a superstar and a hall of famer versus a guy that's, you know, a guy. That's, that's all I got to say. We've got to run on this 467th episode of unscripted. Another great week of shows in the books. Look forward to getting together with Chris next week. Of course, unless I'm back home in Las Vegas, I probably won't be there, but, um, just a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. And, and, uh, but, uh, again, this is the one really respite I get once a week is to come over here and pretend we know what we're talking about. And, uh, I appreciate it and thank Chris for that. Um, but again, another good week of shows. Thank you to everybody. If you, uh, I hope that you continue to listen. Uh, I think we're making progress here. And uh, I thank all of you for your continued support of Unscripted and your continued support of Chris and I through now 467 completed episodes of Unscripted here with Mike and Chris. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted with Mike and Chris, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.